because we don't stick to anything, whether it's a business goal or a body goal or relationship goals, unless we really assess what we want, like be very clear what you want, envision what you want, and then really why, why do I want this? Welcome to the Wild and Well Collective Podcast, where we believe empowered health is your superpower. We have combined our expertise in medicine and nutrition to bring you the latest research, expert insights, and success stories of people on a mission to live a big life. So buckle up and get ready to learn how to live wildly well. Let's talk about habits. I think that a lot of people know what to do including ourselves personally, right? Like I know what to do. We know what we should be drinking or not drinking, what we should be eating, what we shouldn't be eating, that we should move our body, that we should sleep more, but it's so hard to stick to what we know. And I think, you know, it's great to share information of how we can improve ourselves and other people, but how do we actually stick to that? So let's talk about habits. And I, you know, I'm going to share kind of what's worked for me And I want you to share what's worked for you too. But yeah, what do you think about that? Habits? I love it. I love it. Habits are huge for me. I think I'm such a routine person. And I know that I have what some would probably call OCD tendencies. So (laughs) if I don't have my morning routine or my evening routine, I'm really not a super happy person. But this constantly changes and constantly evolves. And I think sometimes it's giving yourself permission to break old habits, create new habits. I love what you mentioned before. It's like, why do we do what we do when we know what we know? And sometimes that initial thought of creating that new habit can feel really overwhelming or try to undo a habit that we've had ingrained for decades potentially as well. So I'm super excited. Yeah, the fact of the matter is we have habits. Like we have habits. It's not that we can't make them. but <laughs> We stick to habits because there's something that keeps bringing us back. There's something that lures us in. And I think, you know, people who have done research on it, people who have tapped in, you know, who've written books on it, they've tapped into that fact that we all have habits. It's just a matter of why, like why do we have the habits and why do we stick to certain things? Mm -hmm. And why is it so hard to change? So so one book that I recommend for everybody to read, all of my clients to read, and I need to read it again. It's one that you should just read over and over again, (laughs) Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think most people have heard of it. Yeah. Have you read that one? Yeah. Probably been two years. So I should get back to just rereading it and reminding myself of some of these things. But I think one of the biggest, well, there's two that really stuck out to me. It's the habit stacking and it's making a new habit fun somehow, some way. And the way that I have created new habits, and this is like an example I share all the time. So in the mornings, I love to have coffee, but I also knew that I was really bad at drinking enough water. And so... I made the habit of drinking 30 ounces of water before I was able to make coffee. So, you know, the trigger was, oh, it's time to make coffee. So that was the reminder, like, oh, no, I'm creating a new habit. Remember, you drink water before coffee. So it's like habit stacking. You know, some people say, like, when you're cooking, do five squats, you know, and that'll remind you. And that's a habit stack. Have you tried that one? Yeah, I've actually recently, because I've been wanting to do some oil pulling and I know that that can be a really hard one, especially because you've got to do it for like 10 to 15 minutes, right? So for those who don't know, oil pulling is really great if you've got like a SIBO or a CFO and overgrowth and the gut really helps regulate your oral microbiome. And I knew that with having COVID, I wanted to really do everything I could to get crap out of my, out of my body. 
And so I've been doing that and an easy way for me to do it is I have to take my supplements in the morning. Then I pop that in my mouth. You have to do it before you brush your teeth and stuff. And then I get in the shower. So it's like while I'm showering, I'm not actually thinking about swishing the oil around my mouth, but I'm in there for long enough that it kind of takes up its time. I get out of the shower, go spit it out, and then I can brush my teeth. So I find that I can, sometimes I turn the shower on and realize I haven't had the oil and like coconut oil in my mouth and you're like oh, okay turn the shower off go back up put the coconut oil in so that habit of habit stacking is really really helpful you're yeah. right they start to fire to give it they're like oh this is what we do when we do mm-hmm. i've never done any oil pulling i need to learn about that maybe i need to integrate that but yeah that's a great example like oh wait this is my trigger i need to stack that new habit onto something that already exists The other thing is making it fun. So I use it a lot with workouts. I'm pretty consistent about working out. So it's not really that I'm trying to create a new habit with that. But one thing that makes it fun, so you can definitely use this working out, going on a run, going on a walk, lifting weights, whatever. I also really love music. So something that makes that habit of working out even more fun is that that I get to listen to fun music. So making whatever your new habit is more enjoyable. So if it's a podcast, if it's music, I use that too with like listening to books. Like I don't, I'm not a reader for some reason, like sitting down, it just drives me nuts. Like, oh, I should be doing something else. But for me, I'm like, let's make it more fun. Let's make it easier. And so I just committed to downloading audiobooks. And so now I drive kids around all the time, you know, I'm in my car enough. And so I found, wow, I've really gone through way more books because I've, I've made it easier for myself. I've made it fun. There's not so much resistance to the habit of the goal that I want, which is to, you know, consume more books. So yeah, I think making it fun, have you used that at all? Yeah, I think making it fun is one that we can kind of overwhelm ourselves with, right? Like when I think about, I'm huge into meditation and making sure we're doing things for our mind just as much as our body, right? Because it all works together. And a lot of the time clients are saying to me, oh, sure, you like just sitting there and I thinking about my to-do list and thinking about this and thinking about that. And I can't get into that state of being present and just be like, oh, right. <laughs> like we talk ourselves out of it. And so quite often I'll say, don't meditate then. What is something that you really enjoy that can bring you into the present moment? You know, for me, for quite a while, I would meditate for a little bit just because I wanted to focus on my breathing. But then I'd have a dance party. You can feel super present. You can, like you say, you love music. I love music as well. I love to dance. Just moving your body, putting on a little bit of music and seeing what where it takes you. All of a sudden you've taken an activity because the goal is to be more present and more mindful, right? And if dancing gets you there, amazing. If sitting and meditating gets you there, amazing. If breath work gets you there, amazing. Like don't feel like you... I think a lot of us get caught up and I was exactly the same in this. I have to do this specific habit because it's going to make me healthy or it's going to make me do this. But if it's not actually supporting you towards your goals, you know, if you want to live a fun, happy, joyful life, but you're sitting down every day going, this sucks. Yes, there's benefit to pushing through and outside of your comfort zone. Don't get me wrong. But if you're not really enjoying it and you're dreading doing it and you're doing it because you feel like you have to, you're not actually getting the benefit from it anyway. So how can you make it fun? It's the same sort of thing with, you know, meal prep and that. If some people love the enjoyment of cooking something new and exciting each night, why would you force someone into the box of creating a habit of meal prepping? Yes, it might save time, but maybe they could pre-cut a whole lot of vegetables and keep those in the fridge and then cook something fresh and exciting each night versus, oh, Cherie said that I should meal prep 
So I'm going to make a whole lot of meals and stick them in the freezer, but I hate it when I re- like reheat meals. So it's looking at how you can take a habit that you might want to create and how can you adjust it so that it really sits in your life a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. I think being authentically yourself, honestly, like mm-hmm. you could hear what other people do, but it's really getting curious about, well, what, what's the end goal that I want? And then how can I create a habit? that gets me to that goal, even if it's not the way, you know, the next person does it, if Sally does it a certain way, if Bob does it a certain way, well, can I get there a different way and being creative with that, integrating fun. But I also think choosing your hard. I read something mm-hmm. yesterday that stood out to me and I've heard this before, but for whatever reason, it really stuck with me. And when you said meal prep, it reminded me of choosing your hard. So let's say, you know, we have health goals. And we know that we need to er- you know, eat a certain number of carbs and proteins and fats every day. Yes, the easier thing to do is then to have it all mapped out and, and meal prep. But that's hard. It's hard to meal prep. It's hard to stick to how you know you're supposed to eat. It's hard to create this habit. But then on the other side, what's hard about where you're at right now? It's hard to not feel great in your clothes. It's hard to not have the energy that you really want. It's hard to not have the self-esteem that you know you'd have if you're physique looked the way that that you want it to and so that's hard and it's choosing the hard like either way life isn't always easy breezy but what habits are you committed to create even though at the beginning it might be kind of hard but I think ways to make it stick made ways to make it easier is definitely to do things like have fun stacking and making it fun and then having a goal at the end so if that's accountability if that's, you know, hey, if I slip up and I do X, Y, Z, I have to pay, you know, my charity $100, have somebody keep you accountable to that. I mean, there's also ways like that. Like if that works for you, everybody's personality is a little bit different. Some people are motivated by that though. Like, nope, I'm going to stick to it because if I don't, then, you know, make it not so easy at the end. I'm, you know, it's, there's some, there's some kind of consequence that you don't, that you want to avoid. It's another way. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we take a lot of the research, it points to the fact that, you know, it takes about 21 days to even establish a habit. So having that accountability there is so pertinent. And then it takes it full 90 days for us to actually really ingrain it and make it a way of life. And I know personally, you can do all of that. (laughs) You can be 90 days, you can be 120 days, you can be a full year into something. And then you can, all it takes is a couple of days or a week. And suddenly you can start to undo that habit just as easily as it was potentially created. And I love what you mentioned about choosing your heart. It's like short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. And once you start to feel that the benefits of choosing that habit, you start mm-hmm. to to really see those shifts, then it makes you more motivated. Or I know it took me personally, it makes you motivated as well. And I know that we've kind of talked a little bit about this, but have you noticed that in the past with yourself? Like, okay, I've committed to something, I've done really well. And then what common terminology, right? We like fall off the wagon and it becomes much harder to get back on. Like, what would you suggest to someone who's struggling? Yeah, I definitely have done that. Like I'll go through periods of time where I'm really spot on with eating the foods that I know help me feel better. And then the holidays hit or a vacation completely derails everything. And I think it's making a decision. It's deciding for one thing and really thinking about, because we don't stick to anything, whether it's a business goal or a body goal or relationship goals, unless we really assess what we want, like be very clear what you want, envision what you want, and then really why, why do I want this? What, what is it? What is the end goal? Like, what is that feeling I want? And when we can really tap into the why, 
and embody that feeling of what it feels like on the other side of whatever blocks coming up there, then we're more likely to stick to it because we can remember like, no, I'm, I'm going towards this feeling in my body, towards this goal in my business. So I'm going to stick, I'm going to go you know, through this. But for me getting back on the wagon, it's making a decision. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. I don't want to feel this way. Now, going back to setting smaller goals, that's what works for me. Like an all or nothing approach doesn't really work for me. Back in 2019, I believe it was August, I dedicated, because I used to drink soda all the time, like every day I would have soda, whether it was diet, whether it was regular, it didn't matter. I knew it really wasn't in my best interest, but I just thought, oh, I can't even imagine. Like, why do people even make that goal? Soda's fine. But I was like, you know, what the hell? I'm going to spend 30 days. I'm just going to commit 30 days to not drinking any soda whatsoever. And then the end of 30 days, I can go back to, back to whatever. And what I learned in that period of time was I was fine without it. It just, I had to set a small goal though, to be able to even get into that habit of doing it. So I think that's the other thing. You have to kind of play with the way your mind works. If you have to set a small goal and get curious about, you know what, only do this for six weeks, 90 days, whatever the number is that you feel like you can actually accomplish, you'll learn a lot. I did the same thing with alcohol, just no alcohol for 90 days after that get curious about going back, you know, but it changed my relationship with alcohol. I did go back, but I've changed my relationship with alcohol so that I'm not drinking near as much because I know how good I feel without it. But for me to have woken up one day and said, you're never drinking another, you know, ounce of alcohol or never a soda again, or, you know, never a piece of chocolate, whatever. To me, it doesn't work that way. I know touching on alcohol, you know, taps into a whole addiction thing, and that's a whole different story. But for people who are just wanting to change a relationship with whatever, mm-hmm. maybe setting small goals, you can learn a lot. And then from that space, you can stick to it easier. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that all or nothing. And I think sometimes we can go, oh, well, if I just take it out for 30 days, that's almost that all or nothing approach. But you need to take it out to actually see how much better you feel. I find this a lot with people who are struggling with food intolerances or sensitivities or, you know, things that are causing inflammation in the body. It's like, oh, but I want to have a healthy relationship with food. I don't want to feel restricted. And it's the same thing. Like, choose your heart. You just take it out for the next four weeks. Allow your body a chance to settle down. And then you can reintroduce it, see how you feel. Nine times out of ten, people reintroduce it. And they go, oh, I feel like crap when I have this. I might stick to a very small amount. And you create that balance, right? As human beings, we change from either a place of pain or pleasure. So often the thing that motivates us to change the habit is we're sick of feeling the way that we're feeling, whether that be about our bodies, relationship, or whatever it is, or we get to a point where we've taken something out or we've made a change and we feel so good, we don't want to lose that feeling. So we keep moving forward. So I think that mindset of like, it doesn't have to be this big leap and this big bounce. I love what you said, like breaking it into smaller chunks, smaller realistic goals actually really helps us move with the needle, right? Far more than being like, well, I'm going to give up alcohol, give up sugar for the rest of my life. It's all of those fair diets. That's a lot of the reason why things, fair diets don't work either, because it has to become a lifestyle. But people do it for a short period of time, like keto, and then they go, cool, I'm going to go back to eating all the carbs. Your body's going, what the heck? Like you need to make sure that you're creating it as a way of life and bringing those habits through with you so that you see the long-term results, right? Yeah, I have to play games with my mind. So it's, you know, it's telling myself like, this is an experiment. This is just an experiment. How good do we feel when we, you know, set up, you know, take action on a business venture? How does it feel to, let's experiment. Let's say for the next month, I'm going to do reach outs to different 
people or I'm going to do free talks or or whatever it is in my business. Like, I don't know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Maybe I'll really love how I feel. Maybe I won't see a difference. And so it's experimenting, like telling my brain, this is just the experiment. This is for X, Y, Z amount of time. And let's see how we do. And more times than not, I have made permanent change because I made the decision to just start out small. Yeah, what's been really helpful for me. I always say that. So like be a scientist in your own body, right? Like we're not going to know what works until we give it a try. And you might, I've used the meditation example before, you may try it and hate it and be like, let's find an alternative. But our body has all of this constant feedback coming to us. So use it, use it for our learning, use it to be a scientist, use it to experiment, like you said, so we can really start to understand what works, what doesn't, what habits are aligned. And if you try a habit that someone else is suggesting, find it's not for you, but you want a similar outcome, chances are there are a bajillion other ways to get there. And there'll be other people who have taken very different paths. So you can start to get creative and looking for those as well. Yeah. And it does come back to the nothing changes unless something changes. So if you're looking at any aspect of your life and you want it to change, you want to go to the next level in any area, then what? get curious about what can I change? Mm -hmm. Something's got to change. Like if you want something to change, something has to change and it doesn't have to be daunting. It can be an experiment. It can be a small period of time. So I think that those are really helpful. It's been really helpful for me to make shifts and some habits stick and some habits don't. I like that you brought up the amount of time that it takes to actually stick to something to even have a chance of of making it like a, a true habit, which is about 21 days. So I would say that's the kind of the minimum experimental time to try something like, hey, for the next three weeks, I'm going to wake up every morning and do this, or I'm going to experiment with this in my business. That can be really helpful too, to kind of break it down, make it less overwhelming. Yeah. And small tasks regularly. And pick one, like you don't have to take on the world all at once. I think that's what we do is, you know, a new year might roll around, a new month, a new venture, and we go, okay, so this month I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to stack this on and do that. And it's like, we sit, we actually set ourselves up to fail because then when we don't achieve all of those things, we then feel worse about ourselves. We go, I can't do it. It's confirmation in our mind that we're not good enough or whatever the story is we're telling ourselves. We fall off the wagon, right? When really there's no wagon to fall off, it's just a little speed bump in the road. It's like, can you just pick one thing, you know, move the needle for that. And then you can, again, stack another habit on top of it, right? And slowly progress. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think sticking to small habits creates in our brain trust in ourselves that we do what we say we're going to do. So even if it is a teeny tiny thing, it's literally like sticking to something and it tells our subconscious mind that we trust ourselves, that we believe ourselves, that we can do more. It's our unconscious subconscious mind, whichever you want to say, is really tricky like that. Like we have to be able to trust ourselves on the big things, but it can start with the small things. And and improving our self-confidence that hell yeah we can we can go to the next level yes we can we can expand our reach to people we can expand our business we can expand our level of fitness we can find the partner that we want like we start to trust in the fact that what we do is effective because we stick to the small things and you know as a high achiever i think we tend to say oh let me go from point a to point b like right away and it's all the little increments in between that get you there I tend to be impatient with like big goals, but it is learning that the small goals create that self-trust. 
to get me to the other side to feel confident enough to hit the bigger goals and yeah, hit them with more confidence. So I love this talk. I think that everybody, you know, there's not a human on the planet that doesn't want to change something about themselves. There's not a human on the planet that doesn't feel frustrated saying, I'm going to, you know, hit this goal and then we don't hit it. I think one last point that I want to make is that we also set goals when we're feeling highly motivated, when we're feeling that particular pain point, we're like, to hell with this, we're going to do this, right? But what we forget is that there's, you know, three weeks, six weeks, 90 days in between the day that we felt motivated and actually reaching that goal. And so sometimes it's not a timeline goal. Sometimes it's, hey, I'm just going to show up towards this end result, whatever it is. And some days I'm going to feel great. Some days I'm not, but I'm going to tap into my why. I'm going to tap into what really, why did I make that decision in the first place? You know, mindset over the mood of that particular day. So sometimes it's not about a time frame. Sometimes it's just about the goal and reminding yourself what you're going to do on the days you just don't feel motivated because we're not always going to feel motivated. Certainly not as motivated as the day that we made that particular goal, right? So that's the other thing to keep in mind. Expect that you are going to not feel the same. But then going back to those valuable things of like, what were your, you know, why you made that goal in the first place? Yeah. And I think you touched on something so beautiful there with, you know, that bigger goal in mind and keeping these smaller goals there because so often we get caught up in the, what's the one thing, you know, what's the one, you know, the amount of times that clients will come to us, what's the one thing that's going to heal our gut? What's the one thing that's going to help me lose weight? What's the one thing that's going to get my energy back? And we know inherently that there isn't this magical quick fix or pill. We're looking for it, but there is it. And so don't underestimate those small things that you're doing daily, because those are the habits that actually help you get to that big goal. It just, it just takes time. It takes you showing up each day, putting in the work for the habit and things start to click. Weight starts to shift. Mood starts to shift. Energy starts to move. But if you're just expecting to wake up one day, take a cold shower and eat some leafy greens, you're going to feel a lot better. You're not. You're trying to undo potentially years of damage or things that have you know, put a lot of stress and strain on your body. Whereas when you slowly shift, you change up a few little things, that's what's going to move the needle. The, not only does the mind start to trust, but then the body starts to trust too, right? This is the habit. She's nourishing me daily. Like I'm actually putting nutrients in. We're getting enough sleep. Wow. I can let go of the inflammation, which is then causing fluid retention, which is causing me to hold on to weight. Like, And the spiral effect starts to happen. So I think a lot of the times it's very easy to look on the outside at people's success and go, what was the magical thing that you did? And it's actually the power of habits. It's totally the power of habits. It's consistency. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's doing some of the things that we've talked about, the stacking, the getting back to your why, the making it fun to creating realistic, small, incremental goals and trusting yourself. So yeah, I hope you all have found this conversation helpful. I know it's a good reminder for me personally as well to have these kind of conversations because there's always something that I want to better myself in, right? So yeah, this has been great. Beautiful. And pick a habit. Just pick one over the next 30 days that maybe you want to commit to and just start to notice the changes. That's amazing. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave us a review, download, and subscribe. If you know someone that could also benefit from this conversation, please share. That's how we spread empowered health. We'll see you again for another episode of the Wild and Wild Collective. Thank you.